Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Deep in Thought, a standalone story in the Noctis Point universe, part one. It was mostly dark when Jared opened his eyes. He was on a bench seat in the front of a skimmer, looking at the cramped dashboard with its soft screens, displaying dials for speed and fuel, its cup holder, the little trophy girl with her hula skirt rocking drunkenly from side to side. Even the little lead-glass laser sculpture of a brain he'd stuck on with Sticky Tack, a memento from his first ex. The main control panel was alight, its sepulchral glow illuminating only the barest edges of everything. He ran his hands over the plastic fascia, feeling in its ruts and scratches a wealth of memories. There was the tiny smooth circle where his dropped cigarette had melted it. They'd been at an open-air concert, just Alice and him, and the touch of her lips on his was a welcome distraction. The music had been terrible, but at least it was free. In the darkness, Gerard smiled sadly. The sweet nothings had become arguments. He was working long hours, on the fast track to make commander. She had accused him of having an affair. The argument had escalated and she'd threatened to get out while he was driving. He'd pulled over, of course, and that was that. His earpiece crackled, breaking into his thoughts. Commander, are you in? The voice was female, all business. Yes, Helen, he replied. The projection's holding. The blast shield was shut, and he tapped at the controls. Light flooded in as the heavy metal blinds rolled up, and he shielded his eyes. The skimmer was floating in a vast chamber, the walls almost lost in the sheer distance that separated him from them. Crisscrossing the space were tapering white columns and bridges that crackled and spat electricity, connecting a network of colossal structures that looked like smooth purple spheres. The nearest one was veined with black. Can you see the problem? Hang on a minute. Looking down, Jared frowned. The skimmer, a 2146 Ford, didn't have any of the sensors he needed. Regretfully, he closed his eyes, pushing down the memory of Alice, and concentrated. When he opened them again, the battered old car was gone. Instead, he was sat in a state-of-the-art military spec skimmer. He knew the exterior would be black and glossy, the red PSYOPs logo on the side, and he blinked a couple of times as his eyes adjusted to the dimmer light cast through the tinted front screen. Jared. His fingers danced over the controls, and he felt a slight jerk as the repulsors fired, moving him forwards and up. The scale of this place is massive, he said as the craft moved under one of the white connecting spans. Easily a dozen miles long, the fibrous substance was made up of several strands woven into a cable. The lightning strobed over its surface, distance making it look slow and plodding, but each fork touched down half a mile further along it until the arcing blue bolt danced over the giant sphere at the other end and vanished. As the tiny craft began its slow orbit, Gerard brought up a computer simulation of one of the structures. Not truly spherical, they were made up of hundreds of smaller balls melded together, more like enormous raspberries than anything else. I think I can see what's wrong, he said, moving as close as he dared. There's black stuff shot all through this neuron. The white matter looks fine, but there's definitely something wrong. Could be that the KP2 isn't activating correctly, digging into the neuron instead of the myelin. Ask the medics if that could cause the symptoms we're seeing. While he waited for Helen's reply, Gerard swivelled the craft around. It was all an illusion, of course, a shared controlled psychosis being constantly conjured up by his own mind and the mind he was inside. Ramona Childs, just 16 years old and already convicted of five counts of arson. It wasn't her fault, but then it was, which was why the PSYOPs had been allowed an intervention. If they couldn't find out why her power leaked out whenever she slept, she'd be wiped. Perhaps that would be a relief for her, 
Her body would be put to work somewhere, circuitry replacing brain material. Streets needed cleaning. Potatoes needed chopping. Activists needed something to rally around. Commander, Helen said, her voice filling the cabin as the limited onboard AI transferred the signal from his earpiece to the interior speakers. If there's some sort of infection or an imbalance in the KP2, we'll not be able to do much from out here. You're going to have to go in deeper, isolate the cause. Jared nodded and keyed the repulsors for a short burst. Whatever medium he was moving through, it acted most like being in space. Was that pulled from his mind or hers? The momentum kept him moving forwards until he was inches away from the surface of the neuron. It was shiny, and he could see the warped reflection of the skimmer with a tiny malformed man at the controls peering back from each of the clustered spheres. Then the image changed again as he got closer. The spheres had little images moving inside them, like vid screens endlessly looping. They were all from the first person. The nearest had a teenager, Ramona probably, before the bad times, before sleeping rough, doing her makeup in a mirror. The next was a blurry image of a meal at a fancy restaurant, a glass of wine half empty. Another sphere had a purple-tinted moon. The viewpoint looked down into an alleyway to where a man was holding a cred chip and crooking his finger. Come here, lovely, his lips said soundlessly. Charming, Jared muttered. Gently, he pressed forwards. The nose of the skimmer began to push between two of the spheres, nudging them to one side. The videos, memories, playing inside the clustered spheres, fritzed and danced as he passed them by. Is this causing Ramona any discomfort? he asked. No, she's still asleep. Not much choice with that many drugs in her system. The skimmer chose that moment to move past a purple ball, playing an image of a bag of rainbow-coloured powder being given to Ramona. She's not a stranger to drugs, Helen. Keep an eye on her. Deeper into the young psych's thoughts, into her memories, Jared delved. The purple spheres gave way to an open space filled with smaller, dark blue orbs, these ones connected to a central stem by thin white stalks, not unlike the white matter outside. Here again, the black veins were winding and twisting like a cancerous ivy. I'm at the teledendria now, Jared said. The visualisation is showing it as a tree. The trunk has got more of the infection, or whatever it is. Want me to push on? I think you're going to have to, Helen said. Be aware of the time, though. You've got another 26 minutes before the Supreme Council wants its verdict. At a thought from Jared, a digital timer appeared on the lower right corner of the windshield, counting down. He ran his palm over his jaw, feeling the grit of stubble there, trying to rub away some of the tiredness. How long had they pushed for this? And now it came down to a handful of minutes. Okay, going in, he said, and then the skimmer began to move forwards again. There was a stomach-churning moment as he turned the craft 90 degrees downwards, parallel with the thick white trunk, then began moving along it towards what used to be the floor. With no reference points, no up or down, there was only the regular pull of the half-light generator's artificial gravity to comfort him. It shouldn't be that way, of course. In reality, he was sat on a chair next to Ramona's hospital bed. He breathed in, a faint, clean hospital spell, not the stale coffee and foam of the cockpit. The skimmer slid gracefully below the surface of the white material, as if it were no more substantial than milk. Light suffused the cabin, brighter even than the auto-tint system could handle, and Jared squinted against the glowing substance. Then he was through that layer, and into a tube. The interior of the tube, the Axon, his navigation software told him, was pink and lined with regular windows allowing light in. It would have been beautiful, Jared decided, if not for the tendrils of black infection merging together, forming a single artery that spiralled around the inside of the tube. I think we've got something here, Helen said, and Jared frowned. He could hear the soft Australian burr that came in when she was worried. Seems like she was the victim of an assault a few months ago. Hit over the head. 
That's probably not enough on its own, but it says here they recovered vials of a drug that wasn't on the system. Something new. They tested it on her. It's called... Blackguard? I think it's pronounced blaggard, Jared said, moving the skimmer close to the material clogging the inside of the axon. Appropriate, though, if that's what's making all this black crap. I can try blasting some of it. No, don't do that. You need to find the source of it. The skimmer flew on. 